Hello, this is Joseph Roberson and Brian Tanner is still on the road. B. Tanner, what's up, man? This is King Talk. Welcome to our weekly discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If you have anything you'd like to hear discuss, you can shoot us a message. Uh, direct message us on Instagram, on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's one word. You can also find us on Facebook. And Grace, where are we at? We are on Spotify. We are Spotify, on iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Okay. You can find us anywhere. Okay. Everywhere. I, she said anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something? I always want to say something inappropriate. It ain't really inappropriate, but I just always got jokes. I'd be like, find us at your mama house. <laughs> you know, but I guess that ain't really funny, but that's how I am. Hey, with us, as always, uh, we have Gerald Bowman. We have Javaris McConnor, uh, my two young kings, and uh, to share in this discussion. Um, this week, Grace, you were telling us about, uh, so, you know, we always talk about purposes in playing sports and a lot of people again it's it's all about um statistics it's all about you know per- perhaps this dream of going to the league some people need their kids to dribble the ball up the court but at the end of the day there's so many peripheral benefits and blessings and lessons to be learned from participating in sports so often we touch on that but uh grace you were telling us about several things one of them yep you should come out the booth and come over here grace <laughs> so you can uh yeah, here, hold on, you can take this. So, Grace, you were telling us about the story. So, the one you tagged me in that I read was about a young man named Caleb who um, texted his older sister who was in college, letting her know that no one would sit with him at the lunch table because he was too short. So, she, I believe, uh, sent it out on social media. And some of the young men from, who were seniors um, from one of the athletic teams at the school uh, began to sit with him, which I mean, of course, in high school, if athletes come sit with you, it kind of right. drastically changes the you know notions of popularity. Right. Um, I just thought it was a nice story. I've mm. seen three stories so far this week, yeah. just about athletes that are taking the time to acknowledge other students, right. and maybe you know they're part of a team, so they may not know how it feels you know, not to have been in sports or not to be part of something. And right. so, you know, and then to be acknowledged by these people that you look right. up to for them to come over and sit with them. Or there was another story from a college prep high school where um, these kids noticed that this one kid was being bullied because he was wearing the same clothes every day. Right. And I think in the story it said he's been bullied his whole life. And so some kids saw that he was being bullied. And so then the next day they brought their own clothes and gave it to him. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, you know, I mean, that's huge. Like that's everything. If if the world worked like that, it'd be a different world we live in. Just to notice people. Notice that someone's alone. Nobody notice that, you know, somebody needs a friend or. Because everyone wants to matter. And I don't think I'd ever make excuses for anyone's behavior in society, but I'm certain at moments there are people who um, maybe are embittered as adults because of experiences rooted in their childhood like that, where they were alienated from everyone and teased and brutalized and bullied. And there's some level of trauma to it, you know? What about the story? But I know so many people that even... You know, I went to El Camino in the 80s and uh-huh. I went, you know, and I was always friendly with everybody and and I'm still friends with these people, yeah. you know, now. And 
and there are people that still say to me, you know, I was I was so alone, or I didn't have any friends, or I couldn't wait to get out of high school, right, and right. you know, that are still thinking about that right. thirty plus years later. Because it that, affects that you. really affected them. I mean, yeah. I you know, it never even occurred to me because right. you know I thought we were all friends. I thought, but there's some people that felt right. alone. What about the uh, story related to the young man who got the full ride to University of uh, Tennessee, I believe? So then, you know, the same idea of the bullying where this this little kid was participating in a um, college t-shirt um, event at his elementary school in Florida and made his own t-shirt just with a piece of paper and wrote University of Tennessee because he loves them. And... Um, and was bullied because it wasn't wow. the you know the right kind of a t-shirt or right. that he made it himself and so luckily that you know the university of tennessee reached out to him and you know at first it was they made a video that's on i think it's on their website made a video just saying you know thanks for supporting us and it was really nice and they sent him some things from the college but then it just you know then they decided to make his design their t-shirt their official wow. t-shirt wow and you know the proceed part of the proceeds goes to an anti-bullying right. um, organization, and just and showing that, the power of the in the entire world. Like right. everybody can make a change in a kid's life, and and then who knows when that kid gets older, right. or even now what you know that effect is, and right. and how he, you know, will be kinder to other people, and just that ripple effect of which kindness. won't happen. I don't think everyone. Who does something meaningful is gonna walk away with a full ride scholarship, oh, well, <laughs> and then at the same or yeah. a T-shirt, yeah. right? The, that the university yeah, is gonna use, but at the same time, it no doubt is empowering to him, because that message meant, made him feel relevant, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I do hear you, Grace, because we all, you know, again, we always get back to talking about the greater purposes of sports and people getting a bigger picture. And um, we also talk about social responsibility a lot, you know, so we've talked about what is the role of a coach, what are the additional responsibilities of a coach, what are the additional responsibilities of parents, of referees, but, you know, I, I would say I, you know, most definitely try to share that thought with athletes and student athletes. Ironically, I don't know if I've discussed that as much with my college athletes as I have with my own son and younger athletes, um, how much they had a potential to influence younger people. So even at both of you, so Gerald and Javar's like, so to me, I think the irony is you're, you were previously my students. So I look at you in a sense of, okay, those are my, my guys, right? Yeah. But the amazing thing about it, it, just in terms of it, even the influence, like you've both been around me long enough now that you've watched my son grow. And so you have to imagine even what it's done for him Right. That he's known y'all for years that when he sees y'all now, it's just a what's up. Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. Gerald. Oh, that's Javaris, yeah. right? But he may forget that to all the kids around him. They looking at you like, no, those are university players. You feel me? Uh, went to Winston-Salem, went to USC. Those are people who currently work with uh, uh, college athletes, high school athletes. Those are people who have had roles as coaching. Those are people who bear influence in the field of athletics. And... So I'm psychologically aware that that lends to his esteem. You feel me that if, you know, because one of the benefits of your presence is if you say something to him, it matters. Whereas me, I'm just pops. I say some stuff to him. I don't know if he's really hearing me. So that is just the power of athletics. And my my little brother, Tony. Tony, what's up, man? Miss you. I love you, man. Come see me soon. Uh, Tony Dobbins went to the University of Richmond. 
but both at Richmond and in high school, when I went to visit him, the irony is the persons who were around him the most were not the other athletes. It was several young men who were made the team managers of the team who I think potentially had various uh, disabilities they were experiencing. But I kind of admired that a lot about my brother is that he understood his responsibility to others in terms of building their sense of esteem and self-efficacy, you know? Oh, what was your thoughts on that in terms of responsibilities of athletes to participate in issues related to... Also, really, I got to throw in there real quick. The, the young man named Caleb, uh, the story you sent me, Grace. Yes. I was kind of proud that, you know, that was a Caucasian young man, but then the athletes who participated in really supporting them was a group of African-American young men. Well, in the other story, the one with the, yeah. um, the college prep, they were yeah, also... Okay. It's it was called, also a it's white called black kid. Love. Yeah, it was a it's white kid love. and and black yeah, kid. That's so called, it was that's called black love, people. That's <laughs> called black love, right? But I mean, I just think it's positive in the sense that as much as our, I wish now we got to be more persistent in showing that love to ourselves on a daily basis. But that's a whole other issue. But that being said, I think is how big that is, and also bringing the community together because people right. see that. And so, what that's also going to do for that young man is. There's no one who's going to be able to psychologically influence him that, oh, you should fear this community. They're dangerous. Because what he's going to remember is, no, people who resemble these individuals came to my aid when I was a kid and I was being bullied and I was being harmed. And so that's going to be meaningful. Anyway, getting back to my question, what's your thoughts? Um, I think the athletes play a big role in in some sense because um, – it's almost like like you're an icon, and in this uh, generation, like for instance, uh, social media is so he- heavily involved. It's like you can be in high school and be verified. You know what I'm saying on Twitter and Instagram. Are oh, they verify high school kids? Now? Oh yeah. So then technically yeah. you a celebrity. Yeah, it's like, technically because that's technically, what they're okay. You're okay. A celebrity. So it's like some high school kids feel like like they can't even touch you like oh, you know wow. yeah and, and real quick can I ask you a question mm-hmm. so that means I'm probably not really relevant because ain't nobody verified none of my accounts huh so that means nobody really looking for me okay <laughs> no, never mind I just had to, I just had to <laughs> hey look I just had to accept who I am never mind go ahead though okay but now, uh, like in some sense like a lot of regular high school students feel like they either have to fit in or you know just be an outcast and it's, not all athletes are like that. You know, like, I've seen plenty of athletes that, that are cool with just regular students. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. and then to, to some sense, like, growing up in sports, it's always, like, I find an interest in, in other things, like art, fashion. So I was always cool with, with the fly people in school, like, the kids that, that can draw, because that's the stuff I was interested in. So they grasped my attention. Like, okay. I was, like, one of the few athletes, like, and art class because okay. I could really draw, you know. Right. So it's like, to some sense, if I seen like people in my art class like at lunch in the cafeteria, they'll be like scared to speak to me because they'll be like, oh, he he his athletes like he ain't he ain't studying us. Mm-hmm. But it was like nah, like we like we cool, like you're my friend, you know. Right. And and I and I always extended that 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 warm welcome, right. you know what I'm saying, like outside of class or like you know what I'm saying, like in other areas, just to make those people feel like. You know, like I'm not, I'm, no, I'm no more different than you. Did y'all have celebrity status in high school? I was, I was part of the rejects. Just so y'all know, <laughs> I was part. No, real life, I was part. I, 
I got a lot of love, but I got a lot of love because people knew like he going through it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Was you part of the popular crowd? I was. Oh, okay. I was part of the popular crowd, but my high school, uh, they they kind of the the atmosphere they created. It was such a, a place where people could just truly be themselves. Okay. I went to an African centered school. Okay. So, I mean, by default, it was like. We had to wear dashikis and everybody had to wear okay. the same shoes and stuff like oh, that. Wow. So it wasn't okay. too much you could really say okay. to tease people or, you know gotcha. what I mean? And when we did, the people who I could identify as being less fortunate or whatever, everyone all, always embraced them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was crazy because they were like some of the funniest people that you could meet because right. they had jokes. You right. know what I mean? Right. They had yeah. jokes. Yeah. And, um, which y'all, I know my generation was the Yo Mama jokes. What was your generation? Oh, uh, yeah, for it sure, was, Yo was, Mama. Okay, because we was. called it playing the dozens. We called it playing the dozens. I ain't had no Yo Mama jokes. I used to just sit in the back and laugh, right? Yeah. But I didn't want to laugh too loud because I didn't want to get nobody attention yeah, trying yeah. to clown me, though, right. you know? But but I think um it was, but it was so crazy because it would be the popular kids making jokes about each other, so therefore no one felt ostracized or because yeah. it was them clowning with each other while I'd sit off to the side and just listen. But um, go ahead, my badge. You want to be daydreaming cool. about my past. No, it's cool. <laughs> but for, for, for me, like, my high school, it kind of set the tempo. Like, I went to previous high schools and it wasn't um, like that. Okay. You know what I mean? I think maybe because it was a bigger school, you know, less teach. well, probably more teachers, but more students, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, they didn't have that one-on-one connection with each student. You know, opposed to where I went, my my second or third high school, and it was like, it was a less, lesser crowd of students. It was, you know, it was just a different, whole different atmosphere, and it and it set the tone for, you know, how we treat people and how we look at each other and how we, you know, communicate with each other and uplift each other and you know what I mean, all of that. So, I do think people, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what Javar said, like people who have the uh, social status or the celebrity, I think they could do a better job at giving back, helping these kids out, speaking on it, you know, letting everybody know that it's not okay, because it's not, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, they also have cyberbullying now, too, which is no joke. And that's like... Right, because kids have committed suicide as a result. You know what I mean? Hey, look, grown folks have committed suicide as a result. For sure, And, 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 and people don't People don't know how to uh, not let that affect them. Yeah. You know they are they are they are affected by it because they yeah. it's like what you saying? You know what yeah. I mean? And people start to take that to heart, and people start to you know start believing in that. When people say stuff about me, I feel sorry for them, y'all. And this is why <laughs> real life, real life is because it is. First of all, I was raised as one of Jehovah's Witnesses in the inner city in poverty anyway. And I, and I, was, I wasn't poverty. It was house poor. I, I, there's a difference, right? We wasn't in the projects. I was frustrated because the projects kids had better outfits and shoes than me. But I just realized now, but yeah, but Joe, you was living in the house. So there's a trade-off of benefit, right? So anyway, when people talk mess about me, something always happened to them. Yeah. And and I don't mean I'm doing this. Hey, look, somebody out here listening, like, I think that's a thinly veiled threat, right? But no, but I mean, I really believe in a higher power, and I believe I've acted, you know, I ain't, my behaviors ain't all been perfect, but, like, really what you gonna make fun of me about? Like, Jehovah has blessed me, and I kind of believe you get the energy you put out in the universe, so I'm so blessed that you mess with me too much, you got too many issues at the end of the day, like, that's between you and Jehovah, because I'm just another 
product of the creator so i'm not even gonna allow you to get me to embracing whatever you might be clowning about because i'm I'm just not invested in it i've already went through too much growing up you know so um you know and i was gonna say something about that too dang it i'm so old i forget my thoughts so quickly but it's just something in terms of most of the people who are bullying and mean they going through something anyway i know what i was gonna say though is this as it relates to trying to get young athletes to you know, demonstrate more of a concern for the well-being of others. Okay, but one of the things that works contrary to that is like, dang it, as it relates to the athletic performance, your parents teaching you to be so damn selfish. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, all you concerned with is oftentimes is your own situation, your own status. Like, I see this one parent too, bless his heart, because I don't think he knows what he looks like, and I don't think he means no harm, and it's not just one. I take that back. It's multiple parents. Where, dang, every time a different kid on the team make a mistake, you see a, uh, is the correct word visceral? Like you see a, a, a yeah, reaction yeah. to reaction. the gut, react For to sure. their soul. In their face. Yeah, and you just see it where you like, dang, you, you're in angst over that kid making a mistake. Mm-hmm. But your kid got the same issues. And then if, if your kid, there's a turnover, you hollering at the refs, like, ref, call the foul. Well, but when this other kid doing it, you like, pass the ball. Yeah. Okay, but when your kid got the ball, good shot. Where it's like, dang, homo, like you're so selfish that you messing this game up and you missing the bigger picture, the lessons you could uh, be teaching. Even when you said about who you were hanging with, uh, Javaris, I was similar in the sense that the football players on the team, and I loved the two people I was on the team with. So we had a strong bond. But at the same time, dang it, I'm going to see you at weightlifting. I'm going to see you at practice. I'm going to see you on the bus to LAX. I'm going to see you on the plane. I'm going to see you in the hotel. I'm going to see you in the walkthroughs. Yeah. So guess what? When I'm not around the football, I need to be around other people who are not talking about football. Yeah. I need to be around the people who are going to be my networking circle for the next 20, 30 years of my life. So I just found it important to go develop relationships with other people. And I wanted to be around the nerds. I graduated cum laude with a 3.8 GPA. I needed to be around people I could study around, not to buy into the stereotype that all athletes are not intelligent but we just know the truth is if you live it at an obsessive level sometimes you over prioritize the athletics versus the academics when i already knew i wasn't going to the league so i knew it had to be a balance and i and i knew my opportunity to not even be altruistic there was a selfishness in it to be honest with you because i knew if i show love to this person now that i'm in a position of power so to speak or of influence, then that's going to mean something to them, and they'll have a sense of value yeah. for me. So. And what's and what's your thoughts on um, the parents? I think uh, a lot of it has has to do to some sense is the parents being brought up that way. Like, oh, I always been flying school. Like, I always hung around the cool people. Son, don't 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 be acting lame or you know what I'm saying. Oh, like living me. up to their parent standards. Oh, and Do you I think t- that trickles down to to the kids. Like my mom told me when I was younger, she was like, "I don't don't be concerned with that." She was like, "Cause most of them people gonna be burnt out when you get older." And guess what? That's kind of what I saw. The kids who yeah. a lot of the kids who was the coolest is very few of them who, who really maintain that status over their lifetime. Yeah. Like most of them, that ain't who they are as yeah. adults. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't think um, for me, most of the people who act that way with their kids are living vicariously through their kids, and they weren't the cool ones when they were younger. Yeah. So they go into an extreme imposing their identity issues on their kid. Let me tell you some real stuff, though. So at this uh, 
at these fall league games my son was playing in last year, there was just one mother who was just going off, going off, right? And she was extra. And, you know, this, uh, this is what I felt was so odd. She was so extra that it, it made me feel some type of way towards her husband. Because like, dang, my brother, why don't you indicate to your wife that that behavior is inappropriate? But you must misrepresent who you are to her because she's so extra, it's going to cause you a problem. Mm -hmm. So sure enough, uh, you know, and I'm not saying I'm I'm righteous in doing it. I just ain't like it. So, you know, maybe I'm not right for my behaviors. But um, he went to shake my homie hand after one of the games. And I, I pushed my homie hand down. I was like, man, don't shake his hand, man. Dude be in the stands talking all this mess about kids. And I said it in front of him. You know, and again, I'm not saying that's appropriate, but I'm just being honest about who I am. Like, you know, like, dang, homeboy, these is kids. So if you can engage in behaviors that, from my perspective, are psychologically predatory on kids, then homeboy, I'm a predator too, just with grown men and bullies like you. So anyway, let me tell you how small the world is, though. That's how crazy. That was last fall, and it happened twice at two different games. And what really bothered me is how often fictitious dudes are with their women, where then your woman believe you with the business and so that's why she run off the mouth like that and you make it hard on me homeboy because I want to give clear indication that that ain't who you are but then maybe that's bullying so I don't do it right but anyway I was walking in a food place last night and she walked out first and I made <laughs> eye contact but I didn't know where I knew her from and then he walked out right after and then you know he already knew how I felt about him because I voiced it and he looked at me and he gave me the biggest Kool-Aid smile when, you know, I could feel the nervousness and awkward, like, hey. And, you know, I just gave him the most pleasant, hey, I could like, hey. You know, but he kind of still knew that energy. Like, I just don't like that, my brother, because why y'all put so many extras on this when at the end of the day, you, you got to walk away with the other benefits of athletics because everybody ain't going to the league. It's just not the reality of it. How delusional are people? What's the percentages? I can't remember. I see it all the time, and I've read it multiple times on people who go play professional sports. It got to be less than 1%, right? Point, point, five, point, 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 point 0.5, 0.3. Something like that, which is like half of 1% or something like that, or one-third of 1%. Yeah. So it's like, man, come on, man. Like, Where are the rest of the benefits from it? But I got to sit in the stands. I think one thing I'm bitter about, too, is half the people ain't never play sports. So you understand doing all the talking, but I know you never competed. If you did, you might have played in middle school and that was it. You might be nice on the video games. Your fantasy football team might be fresh. Right. You feel me? But you ain't really play. I mean, you know. Hey, you wasn't the man at your park. You wasn't the man in your neighborhood. You wasn't the man at your school. You just a man in the stands. So that part gets old to me because I just really wish. And, you know, maybe that's my frustration with the world around me, like how easily we can make it a better world. Humans are infinitely powerful to change the way the world is, but we get so lost in so many things that just bear so little meaning, you know? And when we could, we could just, again, oh, go ahead. What you going to say, Gio? Oh, I was going to say is a lot of people are just hurt. And you know what they say, like hurt people, hurt people. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I ain't even heard that. You I like that. that. Hurt, people, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like. Can I be like, I hurt people that hurt people? <laughs> <laughs> i like, okay, I got you. Hurt you know people hurt. I mean? Oh, that's deep, though. That's real life, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people are just damaged. A yeah. lot of people yeah. don't like who they are. And they feel like, you know, they feel 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 better when they can 
degrade somebody else. Right, right, to right. To make them feel like they're bigger or better than, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean, what they really are. And it's just a form of just hurt and pain. It's just, you know, it got a lot to do with parents, and I think, I believe, you know. I was sitting with my lady, talking to her last night. Uh, it's kind of off the subject, but it's kind of in the same bracket or whatever. Shout just out to Jibo's lady. <laughs> shout out, shout out. <laughs> but uh, she was just... She was. She started putting her fears of her, uh, her daughter, you know what I mean, yeah. about going to school and how she uh, might behave right. and whatnot. And based off of what she did and how she was raised, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, look, first of all, she grew up different. She's in a private school, and she has a total different personality than yeah. you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... You got to let that go. You know what I mean? No sense, there's no need. I mean, I get it as a parent. You know, you want to make sure your kids is doing the right things. and But you don't want to stress yourself out and then show that yeah, anxiety right, right. to your kids. Because guess what? They're going to develop that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's you putting it in them. And that's you yeah. putting it in them without you even consciously knowing that you're yeah. doing it. So it's like, just chill. You know what I mean? Right. Relax. Like, you've done a great job. Thus far, she's 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 different. She has a different personality. Kids gonna be kids regardless, you right. know. And and quite honestly, kids are cruel to each other because that's what they they tease each other. They you know yeah. that's just what they do. That's fun. That's funny to them sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? But people don't really understand. Like no, some people those jokes you saying about them that's really how they living. Yeah. And they might take that personal. It might affect them for a lifetime. It affect them for life. Yeah, you know what else? Um, I I was thinking about the whole bullying aspect on social media. Um, I always wonder how people feel. Like, you know how people make fake accounts and, and just talk trash about, like, athletes like LeBron James, Kevin Durant. Like, they just sit there and just do this all day. But that's not a form of bullying. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but these it people, is. Yeah, these people have, you know what I'm saying, lives. These people have families. Like, they have feelings. They're humans. Yeah. And these people sit here and, like, talk about their, their families and just... It's a coward. Yeah, and it's, it's a cowardly it's a form of Because, like, mm-hmm. they got fake accounts. They sending people crazy DMs. It's just like, like man, like, if if the if the roles were switched, like, it'd be over for, for LeBron. Like, if LeBron acted... Out of you know what I'm saying, out of just like man, forget this, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet these people back today. Right. Then it's it's over for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and, and to some senses, it's LeBron. Then they'd be like, oh, it's LeBron. He's bullying, or he had he had the sense to 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 reply back. Why can't he? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, he's still yeah. a human. No, but I would take that, and not even just social media. So we could take that back to the incident of the dude at the uh, who was trying to get at Russell Westbrook, talking all that yeah. mess to him. And who else was it at? There was multiple football games where there was football players. I saw clips of who was addressing people in the stands like, hey, look. Dude, did the dude, see the with dude? the Titans. He with just, the beer? Yeah, he poured a beer on them. Like. He jumped in the stands to <laughs> at the this touchdown celebration. It was funny, too, because <laughs> the guy, he poured a beer on him, right? He uh-huh. poured a beer on him. And the guy who got the beer thrown on yeah. him, he was getting down. But his homie jumped up to celebrate. And the guy that threw the beer, he got scared. For a second, yeah, he, he thought he was scared. coming for him. Oh wow! So he he threw the beer, and then when his friend came, he was like, "Yeah," and then didn't yeah. try to sit down like it was nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it was like, 
Hey, but that's cowardly. Yeah. And then I will say, I, I at least will acknowledge this. I've been to a couple NFL games. I did not realize how drunk people be. Uh, and when people drunk and don't have the inhibitions, the, the truth of their identity comes out. But people really also, okay, in fairness to the, I feel stupidity. I'm going to use that word. I hope, hopefully it doesn't offend too many people, but it's the reality I perceive. In our existence, people get too caught up in the identity of their team. Like, I'm, I'm, this is my team. And so you feel like you're throwing beer on the enemy. Exactly. That's the enemy. Like, man, stop it. Because at the end of the day, guess what? He has, he's part of the fraternity of being in this professional sport along with them on the other team. So you don't even know these people. You don't even know these people. Which was, um, ironically, talking to uh, Derek Holmes the other day. Shout out, D. Holmes. Um was let me know when he played with the Bills, he was one of the few people who was actually in the city. Yeah. With the actual residents of the city versus this person who played for the team, but we don't ever see you because you're not really going to exist amongst our community. So, you know, that being said, I, that would be difficult for me as a professional athlete. That would be difficult to have people just be able and And that's what the cowardice, the cowardice that people are counting on. I can say whatever to you, but because of your role in society, yeah. you can't really address me back because then I'll go the victim route. But then it'll be like, woe is to me. It, it also play, plays a role in, um, and, and to some sense, people think like since you're, since you're an athlete or let's say since you're a designer, like you can't speak and have knowledge on other yeah, topics. Yeah, like, yeah. like to some sense, people felt like Kaepernick didn't have the the knowledge to, yeah, yeah. you know, what I'm saying politically right, speak right, on that. Right. But it's like you don't know him, so you know what I'm saying you can't really say at all, <laughs> at all. I tell you one thing though, but Russell Westbrook was uh, he 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 don't be playing with them. No, no. Nah, nah. Don't play with them. No. Nah. Hey, you know who else did it? First of all, your boys do. You know, I know they yeah. they conduct themselves well. Yeah. I don't want to lead to any you know beliefs and stereotypes or or um you know about the twins but right but i know a lot of people perceive you know i don't think they gonna let you talk too much to them right and then uh what's my man's name oh mike beasley Mm -hmm. one day i saw some footage of a fan talking to him at something in the park somewhere he let him know but you know that's because yeah why would you overstep those boundaries (laughs) we get tired of that yeah Yeah. we have an audacity to do it all the time though like come on man it's just funny the responses uh the reactions rather that the people who like you know the fans yeah. who be saying stuff and then once you know the athlete clap back, yeah, it's, it's like a yeah, it's like it's oh, a total shock. Like oh, like I they gonna delete yeah. the account and everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, then they, hey, look or see you walking by later and hit you like like hey, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like the way like, you play. Oh, I wouldn't know that from God, the way you was yeah. talking a little right. while ago. <laughs> hey, but in reality, that's not just in that environment. There's a lot of environments we live in where people take advantage of um, feeling like they could get away with it. Matter of fact, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. You know, sometimes I think before I talk, not always. And then I have to wonder, how, am I going to censor myself? But then sometimes if I do, I feel like I won't be showing integrity to the truth of it, right? Oftentimes I see where women become overly aggressive with men in a physically threatening way because you feel safe doing that because you know of our societal norm that a man shouldn't hit a woman. But then, yeah, why are you walking up to a man physically threatening him then? Mm -hmm. When you know that if that man decides to respond to you, 
the response is going to be, he, you shouldn't hit her. And I, I hold true to that as a person with five sisters, a mama's boy, a man with a daughter. Like, no, a man shouldn't be hitting on a woman, but that in no way should allow you to feel a comfort level with being physically aggressive, like you're going to physically impose yourself on me. Mm -hmm. But we live in an overly aggressive society. I got, hey, look, maybe six months ago, I had a woman chasing me in a car, homeboy, where I was thinking to myself, like, but if, what are you going to do? Like, what are you doing? Like, she was just catching up in traffic, hitting me up, going off on me, like, and then that that concerned me from the perspective, like, damn, if I was outside my car, you'd run up on me, like, you're going to do something to me. Mm -hmm. And you have an expectation that I'm going to let you do that. So we we have, but then again, watch this, man. Can you fault people when we live in a country where, you know, technically, dang, look at us as a society. We're a bullying society. We bully countries. We bu- hey, look, the U.S. bullies countries, player. Come on, hey, look, the first person who did that, not the first person. What am I talking about? The first person. But when everybody else was watching Scarface and uh, and Al Pacino, Scarface was their idol. No, nah, I was looking at George Bush, the way he just ran up in Iraq. Like, dang, <laughs> homeboy, you feel me? Like, you know, I think there was clarity that there was no weapons of mass destruction here, homeboy. But you, you know, you felt some type of way. So you ran up in their country, right? And we know the U.S. military is often used as a mercenary army versus fighting for democracy, as, as we often represent. Even though I still support um, the young men and women in the military who choose that occupation. Matter of fact, if what we were doing was of righteous nature, you wouldn't see such a high rate of people being traumatized. If you know what you're doing is of a righteous nature, even if it's something you generally wouldn't do, you know you had no choice because what you do. When you're as traumatized as so many veterans are, it's in part because your conscience begins to affect you and you know that there was the unnecessary loss of life for reasons that have nothing to do with any righteous cause, you know? so. Anyway, that being said, I I can't, you know, it doesn't um, shock me that you see people bullying. But again, as athletes, we can try to use our influence um, to, you know, make a positive statement. Especially like, so getting back to you two, to a young kid, you a celebrity. You Gerald Bowman who played at USC. And then, you know, because I was with you the other day when the kid was like, you know, were you in the NFL? Were you in the NFL? Like, I like the way you handled that because I'd be making up all type of stories. I'd be making up names and aliases. Right? I'd be like, yeah, you go Google me. <laughs> right? Right? But, um, you know, so if you tell a kid something, it holds that same weight. Matter of fact, I found it so ironic. When I was in community college, I had kids looking at me like, oh, my goodness. So I'm thinking like, damn, you're the only one doing that because the rest of these people ain't tripping off me. But, again, we, that's a power. It's a power. And and we had the ability to use that to affect change in society and and at minimal in the lives of individuals. And it's kind of the ripple effect, like throwing a stone in a pond. Like you really don't know the extent of this ripple and how far it's going to go. You don't know what you're going to do for that life and how it might impact the next life and the next life. The same way we say trauma can affect people in their adulthood. Well, so can beautiful things that occur can have this positive impact on societal change. You know, three years, okay. four years, ten years from now. No. Hey, why are we talking? What y'all think of... Because uh, <clears throat> no matter how people feel about him, it's the same thing with the situation with A.B. And him leaving the Steelers now and being in New England. No matter what people say about him, 
and how he handled it. Sometimes it's okay to give critical feedback on how someone handles something. That's okay. But sometimes the comments I see about him on social media, oh no, that's bullying too. And then at the same time, I got to tell y'all this. Could that move be manipulated? Because he ended up in a good situation. Do you think it's totally... Because people talk about people like he's just crazy in his behavior. And sometimes it's like, nah, my brother, that might have been a calculated move. Yeah. I don't know because I'm not there. I've had no conversation, so I'm only speculating. And, and that's what we're doing here is talking, just having dialogue. But um, I don't think he quite as foolish as crazy and maybe every aspect of his thought process is people saying because... When I, when I see uh, AB, I see uh, some, in some sense, like a... Like a Dennis Rodman, like Scottie Pimpin, like a dark horse, like okay. Because you gotta think this man was undrafted. Um, was he? I don't. I, don't I think he was like fifth round to undrafted. Pretty, okay. pretty much like okay, gotcha, he, gotcha. he was a no name guy, and he always kept that, that that chip on his shoulder. A lot of people say like, oh, he's got crazy since he got since he got that that money. Yeah. yeah. But I think he just he knows his worth. Right. And he moves a little different than the norm because right. I feel like in some sense people in the NFL they move to a to a circumstance where they still feel like like the they the NFL owns them. Antonio Brown, he's more so like, no, I own me. Like I control yeah. I can right, control right. money. The money doesn't doesn't matter. How much you get? get? How much you get? A lot? He got over hundred. Yeah, he got over hundred. Oh, Watch this, I already know the next word is million, but I still yeah. got to ask 100 million? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, just yeah. so y'all know, watch this. How people always talk about they never change, the money will never change you. No, 100, 100 million going to make me hard to find. <laughs> yep. You feel me? <laughs> hey, look, look. If you don't text me now, you probably not going to find me. <laughs> you feel me? Hey, no, look. Yeah, 100 million going to change me. My behavior is going to change. You feel me? I'm probably, um. who was it? Um. What was that actor's name? Who was married to Bruce? Well, Demi Moore says she used to only wash her hair with like bottled water. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. But I'm gonna turn yeah. into that person. You feel <laughs> me? They're like I only, I only uh, breathe purified air. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, again, life is real. But I just can't fathom that he he ended up manipulating that situation so well. Just because he's he crazy, and it just yeah. and it just happened. And like then on no. top of that, his his agent has a good a great relationship with with the Patriots staff because okay. uh Gronkowski and AB got the same agent yeah. so it, so it was yeah. kind of like it was setting it up hey like even Gronk I think that's where he was trying to go initially from the anyway. yeah he, he was yeah. he was trying to go Steelers to England anyway Steelers wouldn't they wouldn't Steelers, sign it Steelers up. wouldn't let him yeah because that's a competitor in their conference, Matter of fact, right? Yeah. I think the Steelers would let him. They was letting him go to any every team, but, but the, the Patriots. Patriots. Yeah, because that's where they know he desired yeah. to go. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be that punishment. We are gonna let you go, but it ain't gonna be where you want to go. Yeah. And guess what? However yeah. you say he went about doing it, whether it was a tantrum, however you feel about it, he yeah. manipulated his. Si- now watch this. Other people, they go co-sign on that. You ain't gonna critique that. You gonna be like, well, look, you know, he he manipulated it to be where he wanted to be. So you know, you can't fault that. But you know what, A B is an issue. Um, boy, I mean, it yeah. seemed seemed pretty much like he got what he wanted. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, again, I see some of the ways people respond to him in their in their posts, and even then, there's some level of unnecessary statements about him that, at the end of the day, still amount to bullying. You know. Yeah. So again, that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Hey, one of the things I want to um, 
here before we start wrapping it up. No, you know what? I don't even want to touch on the topic. It's going to be our next podcast. But one of the things I want y'all to begin thinking about is this, man. To really make it to that level of sports, people have to be so obsessive about it. That, um, you know, sometimes we talk about the phenomenon of people when they're done with sports. Because if you have a full career in athletics, let's say you do make it. You're part of that 0.5 or 0.3, whatever it is that makes it. What's the average NFL or NBA career? Or uh, baseball might be longer, though, huh? Baseball might be longer. Right? And and NFL is three. I think NBA is three, too. Right. Those two is... is so, hey, what you going what you gonna do later? What you gonna do later? And how does the decisions being made around you as a youth affect your decisions later? You know, and I for think the, for the NFL to get the the, the retirement check for it's four years, but you got to be on the active roster for four years. Yeah, so you got to be on the active, yeah, you got to be on the active roster for four years. That's tough. Yeah, for an average NFL player, that's tough. Wow, wow. Because you got to think you 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 battling. Injuries, you battling, you know what I'm saying, like co- coaching staff changes. It's, 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 and it's, and they know that. Yeah, like, like the the owners and the people who's in, they yeah, know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, if he makes it to this, then we got you know. Yeah. Because they, they, they know that I have to kick in for your oh, pension, yeah, right, yeah. or retirement. Hey, so that being said, I'd like us to think about that. And uh, parents and student athletes, the message we want to leave you with is this: as we give thought to what we're doing next, is this. Imagine how many people put their kids in in youth athletics that's almost like a common path um, and process for young people in our society imagine if we taught them the right lessons really think about that if uh, the difference between teaching your child how to be selfless in the sense of being concerned for the well-being of others not selfless and they gotta do harm to their situation so that other people could be in a, no that's not what i'm saying but just imagine you taught them to be considerate and have some concern for the well-being of others on a team. Imagine you taught them what it meant to be part of a team, right? Imagine what you, if you taught them how to use the popularity they have for the greater good of the community and for others. Then imagine the type of adults they would be. And then if we all did that, because youth athletics is one common ground for many people in our society. It's something damn near probably, I wonder what's the percentages of participation like? It got to be high, somewhere 60-70% of kids at some point participate in some youth team activities. Imagine we taught them that. Imagine where we could be within one generation, two generations. We could have a totally different culture to our society versus people really missing the point and participating in these activities as if everyone's kids are going to the league, you know? So, again, if we could all give some priority to that, um, especially as it relates to these issues we talked about with bullying and things of that nature, you know, we could have some uh, meaningful impact in society and bring a societal change. Hey, saying that, we out of here. Have a good weekend. Make wise decisions. You just heard three kings talking. And Grace, Grace, can we call you a queen? Is that okay? We are. Three sure. kings and a queen. We out of here. Yeah. Bye. Late. Bye.